Welcome to the Transcend Human Podcast. I'm Daryl McMullen, and this is a show dedicated to understanding the human condition, the impact it has on us, how we respond to it, how we can exceed the expectations and limitations of this world, in essence, how we can level up and live lives that serve a higher purpose. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. It is Monday, August 24th. We are in a transition week. You came at the perfect time. Uh, We just finished up a series called Controversy Theory. Uh, It was a long 17-episode series where we got to really dive into uh, this theory uh, that I had written about back in the early 2000s. And uh, it was just a really wonderful experience for me to be able to go back to that manuscript, look it over, uh, rework it, you know, based on 20 years of, uh, of life and, and experiences and new ways of looking at things, um, and, and then to present it to you, uh, the listeners, and have you kind of go along on that journey with me. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and I thank you if you join me on that journey. We had a great time. Um, So this week we are transitioning away from that series and uh, really back into more of a standard approach to episodes like we started at the very beginning. So, you know, Transcend Human originally uh, was going to just be a bunch of one-off episodes related to tips and tricks and uh, topics, you know, related to how we can rise above the human condition, how we can understand the life that we've been given, um, the ins and outs of it, and uh, make sense of it, and make good decisions moving forward. And so that's really kind of what we're diving back into, uh, our random one-off episodes where we just talk through concepts that are helpful. uh, And they may be completely random, they may be tied to the things we're going through in life right here and right now, um, but whatever the case, they're just they're just more individual topics uh, that we're going to cover. And so this is our first week back um, following that format, and I'm really looking forward to it because I I think that's kind of the passion behind Transcend Human was just that you know during the week during the month there's just constant thoughts popping into my head and you know some of them stick some of them don't and the ones that stick I really you know I write down in a, in a notebook or I, I you know do a audio little clip on my phone and save it for later and then I go back and I, I kind of readdress it later and decide you know is this gonna work or is this not gonna work and if it works you know I completely flush it out I write about it and then eventually it becomes a an episode on the podcast. So again, looking forward to that. And, uh, you know, we may have some series in the future. I, I know that I had thought through a parenting series at one point. Um, but they will all be series, you know, much shorter than Controversy Theory. You know, maybe three, four, five episodes in a row related to that topic. So... So that's where we're headed. Um, If you are new to the podcast and you have no idea what I'm talking about, I've got two options for you. Uh, First, you can go all the way back to the beginning 
um, that very first episode where it kind of explains what Transcend Human is and why we're doing this podcast, that would be a good starting point. Or if you've been in and out a few times and you're not really sure what I'm talking about when I say controversy theory, uh, you can go back to the beginning of that series and, and listen to that all the way through. To get there, simply go to transcendhuman.com, and in the main menu, you will see resources. If you hover over that, you will see controversy theory drop down. Click that, and you'll be at a landing page with all things uh, to help you get started and keep moving through the series. So that's it. Um, let's move into a minute of transparency. For those of you who haven't been around, our minute of transparency is basically what it sounds like. It's just me sharing information off the top of my head, uh, not really related necessarily to the topic we're going to go through today, just, you know, really in the moment kind of stuff that I've just been either thinking about or, or have questions about or, or just wanting to talk about. So the minute of transparency today, what has COVID done to you personally? So the other day, I heard somebody say that COVID has made introverts out of extroverts. That basically, by being forced to isolate, uh, extroverts have had to come to grips with what it means to be by themselves. Um, that they've had to look inside, that they've had to find things to do to keep themselves busy, and that you know they've really had to get used to being out of that social environment that they're so used to. So my question is, is this true? for all of you extroverts out there. Uh, my next question is this, if COVID has made introverts out of extroverts, then what is happening to the introverts? So are they just loving life? Like is this their, their perfect environment, their utopia, so to speak? Um, has, has there been no impact on them personally? Well, for me, definitely an introvert. Um, it has been interesting. I, I actually enjoy routines and, and having that sense of uh, the ability to expect what's coming. I really enjoy that. And so, you know, the coronavirus has really afforded me a few more of those, right? It has become a little bit more rigid, a little bit more routine. You know, things like getting up early in the morning and writing, drinking coffee in the morning, um, not having to drive to work. Uh, an exercise that consumed nearly, <laughs> I think, an hour and a half of my day every day. Uh, and, you know, not having that part of my life has been a, you know, a welcome piece in, in terms of productivity and, and just being able to get stuff done during the day. Um, uh, things like knowing your kids will be home uh, more often or in the evenings, uh, more family dinners around the table, family movie nights, things like that, weekend getaways as a family. So so there's been a lot of, you know, routines that we've been able to set up because of coronavirus, and that definitely fits, you know, right into my personality as an introvert. But there also, there must be a small level of extrovert in me somewhere screaming to get out because I've also felt that level of frustration, you know, that I, I can't just go to a restaurant and have a nice dinner inside. Um, an irritation that sports are being played in quiet arenas with no fans. A sadness that there's, you know, that it's so difficult to get together with friends for just a nice evening out. Uh, sadness that people move away from you on the sidewalk and they, you know, they eye you as if you might infect them. 
Um, the sadness that comes with no physical touch, nobody's hugging, nobody puts a hand on someone's shoulder to console them. And then just almost an anger at the way COVID has impacted um, my kids and their social lives and their educational pursuits, uh, things like that. And an anger at the, you know, the way that it's impacted our economy and just, you know, knowing that there are so many people who are having to uh, try to get on unemployment and people who have lost their jobs and they're just, it's literally day by day trying to make ends meet. Um, there's that, just that anger that comes with that. So my question is, where are you in all of this, right? What has or is COVID doing to you personally and to you through your personality? Are you an introvert? Are you an extrovert? Uh, how has it been impacting you? And really my, I mean, I don't really have a an answer to any of this, right? My recommendation is just that all of us find the good things and focus on that. And when we see bad things or when we see negative, the negative side of COVID and coronavirus to just work to solve these issues as they arise, knowing that we're not alone, we're all experiencing the same things, um, just on, on varying levels and to be there for each other as we go through it. And that's the minute of transparency. So today's topic um, is transcending your environment. And we're going to walk through five different sections. Number one, from the dirt. Number two, different strokes for different folks. Three, but is there a spiritual connection? Four, get out there. And five, why does this even matter? So here we go. Number one, from the dirt. Let's just dive right in. No intro, no setup. Here we go. Genesis 2, 7. And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Done. Drop the mic. Nothing more to say. Actually, hold the mic. I do have a lot more to say. That's what this whole episode is about. Because what was that? Are you kidding me? We came from dirt? Is it just me? Or when you hear that, doesn't it sound strange? Why would the God of the universe create something important and valuable out of dirt? I mean, we create pottery from dirt, right? Well, clay, actually, but you get the idea. So it's a fair question if we would ask, you know, why would the God of the universe do that? Is this all we are to him? Dirt? You know, just a tool made from dirt to be used in some way? Well, I guess we can start by looking at the formula described in Genesis. So it looks like this. Dirt plus breath of life equals living being. So when I look at it this way, I start to see the difference. A clay pot is formed out of dirt, and then it is baked with high heat in order to become a usable cooking utensil or vessel. With the formula for for humans, we are formed out of the dirt, but then the magic happens. We actually get God's breath breathed into us in order for us to become a living being. Hence the difference. Now I know many Christians are anti-magic, right? TV shows like The Wizards of Waverly Place and books and movies like the Harry Potter series, you know, aren't typically on uh, old school Christian lists of things to consume. But in this case, I really don't see the issue with calling it magic. Uh, Dictionary.com defines magic as the power of apparently influencing 
the course of events by using mysterious or supernatural forces. Hello? Uh, isn't that exactly what just happened? God is obviously mysterious and supernatural in his ability to turn dirt into living beings just by breathing into them. Because of this, I think books, TV shows, movies, you know, about magic are, are simply our way of trying to understand this mysterious and supernatural thing. So it's something we came by honestly when we were created. But I digress, back to the fact that we were created from dirt. To me, uh, the idea that we came from dirt suggests one of two things. First, we can go, ew, I can't believe we came from dirt and I don't want anything to do with it. I want to distance myself from it as much as possible. Or we can think bigger, transcend that thought, uh, and understand that coming from dirt is actually a direct connection back to the earth, another piece that God created. And this is kind of the second uh, way of looking at it is kind of how I'm choosing to look at it. And I believe that there is a mysterious and supernatural thing uh, that happened when God created us. Because he used dirt, I believe that there is a direct connection between us and the earth. Our bodies are made out of elements that came from the earth. And when we die, we, we return to the earth, right? A dead carcass basically turns back into dirt or dust if it sits there long enough. Kind of a circle of life thing, right? Uh, I would sing you the uh, famous song from The Lion King, but I'm pretty sure you would leave immediately. So I will not do that today. Uh, but I'm thinking that that's the point, right? The whole circle of life thing. Everything comes from the same place. And everything has the same elements running through them, or various versions of the same elements. Everything from dirt to plants to leaves to trees to insects to animals to birds, fish, human beings. We all have similar elements that make us up physically. And I don't believe that this connection is by accident. The whole circle of life thing was designed by God on purpose. And God doesn't do accidents. Number two, different strokes for different folks. Now, when I say there's a direct connection between us and dirt or the earth or natural, nature in general, uh, I'm bound to get some polarized responses, right? There will be people in the, ew, I can't believe we came from dirt camp who would uh, really like me to stop talking right now. Uh, then there would be environmentalists and the extreme outdoorsy types who would be like, yes, exactly, I've been saying that for years. And then there will be every possible combination in between. Why? Because different strokes for different folks, right? We're all wired differently and we like different things. And nature is one of those things. There are people who love it and there are people who want nothing to do with it. Number three, is there a spiritual connection? Obviously, we just said that there are different strokes for different folks, and that is true. So I don't want to make this into a whole nature versus no nature thing um, and make it a matter of spiritual maturity or, or anything along those lines. But what if there is something spiritual going on behind the scenes? We all have our likes and dislikes, but behind the scenes, there is a spiritual battle going on. We just spent 17 episodes walking through controversy theory, uh, talking about the idea that there is a controversy going on between God and Satan for each and every one of us. Sounds familiar, right? 
And while I haven't fully fleshed out this concept with nature, um, here are some things that I've noticed about our culture and the natural world. Over time, we have moved farther and farther away from nature. We build cities, skyscrapers, and homes that push nature out or away. We do everything in our power to see dirt and get dirt away from us. We vacuum, we dust, we clean in order to remain free from dirt. The minute we get some dirt on our car, we go get it washed. Clothes can't have spots of dirt on them or we throw them in the wash or throw them away if it doesn't come out. Roads are paved to cover up the dirt. Uh, in California, construction sites are actually required to be hosed down with water prior to working on them so that the dust doesn't go into the air. And on some level, nature is almost seen as a garbage can these days, unfortunately, with the increase in littering and uh, pollution, you know, the, the floating islands of trash that are in the ocean, and the list goes on and on and on. So what's going on here? What is this fascination with cleanliness and getting as far away from nature as possible? Honestly, I don't know. And like I said before, I don't want to spiritualize it person to person, but maybe there is a spiritual element to it. Maybe Satan is pushing us away from nature for a very sinister reason that we just can't really see. What if the farther we get away from nature, the farther away we are getting from our creator? Whoa, pretty spiritual, I know. But let's break this idea down. What if God created us to be part of the earthly ecosystem, an integral part uh, that is intertwined at the atomic level? To get really geeky for a minute, let's talk Star Wars. In the Star Wars movies, um, there's this thing called midichlorian. And midichlorian is like a, I don't want to call it a chemical, but it's a, it's something that's in the blood of the people. And the levels of midichlorians are said to be high in the Jedi. This mysterious chemical, we'll call it a chemical, um, is associated with the force and that force makes them who they are and keeps them connected to all things um, and then it helps them to uh, use the powers of the force uh, either for good or for evil again with the books tv shows and movies wrestling with this mysterious and supernatural pretty interesting huh artistic expression in search of truth or so i think but back to our topic uh, my question is this, if there is a spiritual connection between us, the earth, and other living things, should we be doing everything in our power to get away from it? Number four, get out there. Now don't worry, I'm not going to say if you don't start loving nature, you're not a good person. Again, I'm not spiritualizing this on a person-to-person -person basis. But what I am going to do is to ask you to test yourself and possibly take a step in that direction. This will mean different things for different people, right? I'm not asking you all to take the same step. For some of you, this means simply opening your mind to the fact that God is our creator. That would be a huge step for somebody who doesn't even believe in God. For others, maybe this means starting to see how we are all connected in the natural world. For others, it might mean buying a plant and trying to keep it alive, I don't know. Uh, for others, it might mean getting out of the house and going on a walk every now and then uh, to get connected back with nature. For others, it might mean getting away from it all, spending a weekend in a national park, 
and you know really seeing nature for what it is right mountains streams forests all that stuff uh, for others it might mean moving out of the city and getting back to a more simple lifestyle that would be pretty a pretty big change for uh, for some people and for others uh, it might mean joining the environmentalists to to not only speak up for the environment but to do things to help us fix the problems we've we've created before we completely destroy it in other words i'm encouraging you to get out there in whatever way fits you and wherever you're at but don't just stay where you are and don't just keep moving away from all things nature on some level it's calling you nature is calling you because your creator is calling you and he's calling you through nature it's one of the pathways that he uses to to basically show you how special you are and what he's done for you which brings us to number five why does this even matter simply put if god created nature and god created us we are connected and there's something special about nature that should resonate with us we should feel something when we're in nature we should see something behind the scenes when we experience it call it midichlorians if that helps but getting out into the natural world is powerful, and here are just a few of the benefits. First, it provides a direct connection to the Creator. What if it is true that Satan wants to hide nature from us in order to get us to run from it or even destroy it? If that's true, it makes it even more important for us to do the opposite, to run in the opposite direction, not to hide from nature, not to run away from it, and definitely not to destroy it, but to do the opposite. To get out and see really what it is that Satan's trying to hide, right? It's a direct connection to the Creator just by being around the things He created. Next, it's a visual display of His power and majesty. So think about, I'm going to read through a list of things, and I just want you to think about the power and the majesty that exist in these things. The massive sequoia trees the Grand Canyon, Old Faithful, the crashing ocean waves, the number of stars in the sky on a dark, clear night, sunrises, sunsets, cloud formations, cloud formations when it's stormy, meadows and vast valleys filled with flowers, snow-capped mountains, waterfalls, babbling brooks, whales, flamingos, monarch butterflies, puppies and kittens, and the list could stretch on forever. Think of all the things out there that we take for granted in the natural world. Our creator put them there for us because he loves us and he knew that we would thrive in a setting like that. And finally, silence and solitude. Stress is a thing, my friend, it's real. And most of us experience it on some level all the time. Some of it's part of life, but most of it is self-imposed. The farther and farther we get away from nature and the simple life, the more we add to our lives, all of them hidden under the guise of being successful, productive, innovative, safe, secure, technologically advanced. You know, we've created stress where there really doesn't need to be stress. Getting out into nature almost removes that stress immediately. Just being silent for a while in the presence of mountains or trees or along the ocean or by a lake this does more than any anti-anxiety medication out there. But it takes effort. 
right? This isn't something that is is easy for us when we are in the thick of things. You have to actually choose to get out there. You have to choose to leave technology behind for a few minutes. For some of us, it means planning a trip. You might have to drive 20 to 30 minutes to really get out of your environment and be in nature. But I guarantee you will not be disappointed. I've never heard anyone come back from a trip where they saw the amazingness of nature and say, what a waste of time. It was such a crock of crap. I can't believe we had to go do that. Most people, and I would say in the 90 percentile, would come back and say, it was incredible. I can't believe I had never seen things like that before. So let's land the plane. Uh, this week, I would ask you to focus on the following things. First, have you really thought about the fact that we came from the dirt of the earth? If not, take a few minutes, think it over. Think about how we might be connected to the physical world around us. Can you see and feel the spiritual connection when you are in nature? Can you actually feel the majesty of our creator and the power that it must have taken to create such an immense and beautiful world? Do you need to get out there this week or this month and allow nature to reconnect you with your creator? If so, what is your next step to make this happen? Thank you so much for being with us this week. I am so excited to be back on the random transcend human topics like this. Um, it just gives me so much leeway in choosing topics and finding things I think you might resonate with. And so I hope you found this useful. I hope that you're able to take your next step toward your creator through the natural world. Uh, and until next time, stay safe, be in nature, and keep transcending human. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Transcend Human podcast. For more information, you can go to transcendhuman.com, where you'll find ways to contact us and how to access social media channels. If you like the show, you can help us by doing the following. First, tell a few friends about the show. Uh, there's nothing better than word of mouth marketing. Second, you can leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, this will make it easier to find the show and encourage others to check us out. Uh, thanks again for subscribing, and we'll see you next time.